Welcome to episode 28 of Pals with Bill Wadman. This morning I had the opportunity to sit down with the theater power couple of producer-director Charlotte Cohn and her husband, playwright Jason O'Dell Williams. I know very, very little about theater. Jason was one of my subjects for 365 Portraits uh, about a month ago. So this one was really fascinating for me. Uh, We talked about what it's like to write and produce plays, uh, the necessity of collaboration and the final result. Uh, talked about whose feedback you can trust when you're when you're trying to figure things out creatively, as well as the special place that theater holds in American life. A conversation just started the second I hit record, and I didn't want to stop the flow to do an intro, so that's why I'm recording this after the fact. But uh, this is a really good one, so go enjoy my talk with Jason and Charlotte. What, your show that you put up, what's the format? Do you have a format? No, the, well, the, no there's no for, the format. There's is, no format. The format is that we just <laughs> – the, the basic thesis is like uh, – Whatever that person does, we yeah. want to figure out how you did that. How did you get to where you are? Okay, and, and what how is it? you maintain and maintain it. it. Well, yeah. maintain okay. a, a version of it. It's basically, how I do you how do you chew gum. how do you maintain a creative life? Which is always a good question. Which is hard to do, you know. Absolutely, because you know, at, at this stage, we're not talking to like the major celebrities. Which I think there's billions of podcasts that talk to major celebrities. Yeah. So we're talking to like regular people. Yeah. What who, does it happen to the people who are trying to make a living <clears> making art? Right. How do you do it? Or also, in a way, people who were at one point really famous or popular and now yeah. are no longer. Yeah. Or, or not is. no longer, but just But are, sort of a maintaining of their career a huge, in, a different, yeah. in a different, you know, there are different a lot, way. There are a lot of people, it seems like, I mean, in the acting world, certainly, actually in the photo, actually, I'll take that back, in every creative yeah. field, where it's like, oh, we had this one big hit, or I was on the show for four years in 1993 mm-hmm. and have never been hired again for what? whatever reason. You know, yeah. And maybe they made enough money to buy an apartment and whatever it is, so they're like, they've got a certain level of, okay, I'm not going to get kicked out on the street. I'm not homeless, yeah. but no one's taking my calls. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, I, th- and, and how did they fall off the map? And what about those people that are like rediscovered? Right. right? Like, yeah. oh my God, there's Tony Danza. Yeah, exactly. Who's yeah, suddenly yeah, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You're like, what happened the, in all those years when nobody paid attention yeah. to him? Or that kid guy who played Rorschach and uh, Joe Haley. You know, oh, the, Haley Joe Osment? No, the, no. The older guy who was in Bad News Bears and then he was in, he played the, the like the child molester. In, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that guy. He was like, in. That guy. He was in little. He was <laughs> in little children. Thank you. That's the one oh. I was talking. About. And, and in, but in in the seventies, he was in Bad News Bears and like two other movies. And he was kind of like the hot it kid. Yeah. yeah. And then he kind of grew up and looked weird. And yeah. then and then when he looked weird, they were like, "Oh, you should play the creepy guy." It's funny also because in the casting process in our business, even for us when we're t- trying to cast a play or whatever, we can only think about the last ten people that we either worked with or that are hot right now. Yeah. But if you you really have like a casting casting agents job is is so important because they're the ones who come and say no remember so-and-so who was really hot like three years ago right. he's sitting at home and right. nobody's paying attention to right. him we need to give him a call well, so do, do you think that ever uh, applies to yourselves and like wait a minute how do i just even get back in their minds because i know they liked working with me or you know i mean this Absolutely. kind of stuff happens all the time right Absolutely. yeah i mean i think that's more for you as an actor mm-hmm. I, in terms of it as a writer it it's that's it. That's it's hard for me. Um, I, I'd say the hardest thing is like the Facebook phenomenon where you watch other people like, oh, my God, these people are so successful. What are they doing? And then you have to realize, oh, no, no, no I, I'm doing OK. It's just that these things take time. So yeah. it's like 
you know, we had a play in 2014. We had a play in 2017. We've got things that we're working on Real right world, now. You disappear for 18 months. You have to actually doing at, the thing. At least. Yeah. Because right, it right. takes a long time to develop that stuff. <laughs> right. And so you go, Oh, that's okay. I'm in my gestation period right now. And I just have to like, you just have to keep your head down and keep doing the work but, is what you, but what you learn. We, really? There are people out there that you know are the hot playwright item you know that yeah just but, things but, are- but i think what i also forget is that they disappear for 18 months too it's not yeah, like yeah. annie baker has a play every six months it's yeah. that i don't notice it until she's yeah back on the, and it's in also the news how again. people fit into the zeitgeist right like yeah. you know if, if somebody's making the kind of work you know you're writing a play about gun control mm-hmm. all right well that's you know both a topic that you find very interesting, but is also a topical topic, right? right. The thing that, you know, it's like a sort of a win-win in some ways. You know, I don't yeah. mean to that was to, yeah, That, yeah. Was, that was sort of uh, just came together really right. you ended without, up, without planning. Right. It was that Jason wrote the play out of a gut, you know, reaction and, and anger and frustration and pain. Right. And it happened right after Sandy Hook, the tragedy in Sandy Hook. And then by the time I produced it, it has become like it slowly has become this phenomenon where everybody was talking about it. Right. So it's sort of, uh, sort of, we, we, sometimes you hit this, yeah, this wave like, of like where yeah. society's going, right. yeah, yeah. you know, whether it's, whether it's, you know, issues like that or gender issues or whatever the thing is like, mm. I may have been playing in this sandbox for the last 15 years <laughs> and only now is somebody noticing it because right. people yeah. care about this topic. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, sometimes you uh, really, for, for me though, it is, this was the thing that was happening. And so that's what I was writing about. So like my next play is about climate change because to me that is the next thing that is but happening. But you started writing the climate change. When did you read that article? It was the day that Church and State closed. So that was 2017. <laughs> the day it closed. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny so because I was cuz you, you know <laughs> you while can't. while Church and State was happening, while Church and State was happening, everyone's like, "What are you doing next?" It's like the biggest asshole question a writer can get. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what do you mean next? Didn't, weren't you just entertained? You know, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Yeah. Like, Don't you understand how much time and energy this? They're is? like, hey man, that was great. Congrats. What are you working on next? Mind producing. This and I'm like, uh, do you feel like nothing? you have to have an answer to that though? I, 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 I mean, do, but I, I also say I go, well, nothing right now. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I always, yeah. you know, I'm just kind of like, you know, regrouping. I'm letting, yeah, yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's great. That's it's great. like actors that's too. What are you doing next? Dude, I just did this. I'm sweaty right now. Can you yeah. see that I'm sweating? Can you yeah. just, yeah. So then I started to get a little, I was fine for the first couple of months. And then as the play, we knew, oh, wow, it's going to close. And I was like, oh, I'm not working on anything. What do I do? And I do get that anxious feeling when you're not working on something. Yeah. And I was like, just kind of flailing. I was like, I don't know. I probably had like four aborted attempts at really bad things, which is totally normal for a writer. And then I read this article in the New York Times about a girl who walked out of her science class because they were teaching that climate change is man-made, and she disagreed with that. Where was where was? And she was in Ohio. She's a smart girl. It was an AP science class, and it was fascinating. And it was just it was like in the you know page whatever of the New York Times, way in the back. Mm-hmm. And I just went, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, there's an idea. And it was literally the day we closed. I was reading it like on the my day. phone. Oh. Can, can I ask you a quick question? That yeah. You jumped over the abortive. Ideas. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, how far along does stuff like that get before it? You you know that it's nowhere. It depends. Usually, it's just a couple of pages. Okay. Um, and I think that's also if I is, st- is it the kind of thing where like if I'm not excited and it's not clicking when I've written five minutes of stuff. Yeah. Then it's probably well, not. You've I'm given to, me. He's given me stuff that he's written, and I was like, man. Right, that's and not sometimes it. sometimes <laughs> stuff gets further along, but I, I would say also. 
the ones that you end up really sticking with are the ones that you actually don't start writing down for a while. They're the ones that you just think about for a while. So it's like, there's a, it's, wait, those I, are the good ones. Those I are the good that. ones. Okay. And I hear people talk about all the time. They're like, there are these ideas that come in your head and, and they just, they kind of nag you for months. Kind of yeah, yeah. And you keep going, what is that? What is that? What is that idea? And then eventually you'll just start taking notes and then eventually you'll start writing something. And at that point it's a little bit more, you know, fully baked yeah. and then something good comes out and you're yeah. like, Oh, this is a thing. You're actually writing something else, but every once in a while you like jot down a note about the other thing and it's like, wait a minute, yeah. no, this is the thing I should be working on. But then also I'll say too, sometimes, I mean, I have files where it's just like, you know, plays in progress and it's just, and I'll go, Oh yeah, what was that thing? Should I go back to that? And I'll read it. So there was something that I wrote. I, I was an aborted attempt at something and it was literally 12 pages and then I saw an email like a week ago. It was like, we're looking for short plays about X. And I was like, oh, I have this thing. And I went back to those 10 pages and I was like, I just need to give it an ending. So that's what I did. I mean, it wasn't very good. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so you've got these things. You've taken just, something and stuck it inside of something else where it's like, wow, this conversation between these two people, even though it's not yeah. precisely the right thing. I always, yeah, say, I always say, oh my God, that's a quotable. It will end up in Jason's play one day. Yeah, like, like that's things, a great line. The, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> there's things like that. Yeah, that you I'm stick like, those you things. You have to put that in something. And then there's also the Aaron Sorkin disease where you repeat yourself. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so there's, there's, yeah. there's a joke in one play and I'll kind of, rehash it in another one and Charlotte be like but you use that in your other play and I was like yeah but nobody saw that play like this, or, this is or he says it's mine I've written oh, yeah, it's it. I can write it I can again rip myself <laughs> off. you can do it again all the time you can rip yourself off nobody yeah, cares yeah but it's it, but like all of this is just it's it's indicative of this I think this this lifestyle of trying to make something and be relevant con- continually relevant I guess you know what I mean like, I don't know with Jason it's like I don't he's know just, I he's mean, just you automatically can, relevant you, can, you no, can speak no. for yourself but it's like he didn't you didn't start out like I want to write plays that are relevant you just wanted to write and and Jason more than anyone else that I know can't stop writing yeah. like there's people there are people that go through periods of months of like you know writer's block and I can't and they say this guy, first of all, he gets a little sad once he's done writing something. Yeah. And then he has to, in order to get that high, if you will, of writing again, again I, I got to write yeah. it. Does it and keep he, you from stopping, finishing things? No. The, the, the fear, like, you know what I mean? Sometimes some people are just like, I know this is going to make me sad and I don't want to let it go. So therefore, no, because I'm just he writes like three, it. four, five things at the same yeah, time. Yeah, no, the, the, to me, the, the best part, the most fun is the finishing of the, of the thing. Like, finish that play. And then you're like, oh, and then make it better, make it better, make it better. Um, and then, it, like you said, it is that junkie chasing that high. And then once it's done, then you do get a little sad. Like yeah. I get a little sad on opening night because I'm like, oh, that's it. My job's done. Yeah. But then it's like, what is that next thing? Everybody else's hands. Now. And then you're excited to do the next thing. Um, you, it's like, I think I hear comedians talk about it all the time. It's like, you, you know, you're chasing that next laugh. You're chasing that next set. You're chasing sure. that next gig. And so you, oh, I got to go work out. I got to go. Uh, hit the clubs. I, it yeah. is. It is a. It is an obsession and a. Um, what do you? What do alcoholics have? An addiction. It yeah. is an addiction in a way. I don't know if it's healthier I think, than. No, I think that's probably alcohol healthier. addiction. You know, it's I, I may have mentioned this when we were in the park, but like I remember, I I, I photographed Javier Muniz. You know the guy from Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a couple times, and I was talking to him, and I said. What is it like? You know, like he is. When, when he I, is Hamilton. He was Hamilton for a year and a half after Lynn left. Yeah, wow, and yeah I think yeah, he, yeah. now it's on to the third guy or whatever. But like, this is when he was in the job. And I said, "What is it like? Like, you're like the guy right now. You know what I mean? Like, you're the guy <laughs> that people want to be. You're the one people everyone wants to talk to. You're here. I'm photographing you for this magazine. You know what I mean? All this kind of stuff. Yeah. And and he and I was like, "What is that like?" And he says, "Well, you know, I was in in the Heights and I was doing this that thing." 
And so this is like sort of my second go round of all of this. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I have a very different view of it now than I did last time because I know it's going to go away. Yeah. So I'm enjoying it while it's here because I know that it's going to go away and hopefully it'll come back again. Yeah. But that goes back to that initial thing where it's like if you only have one bump for whatever reason – and you never quite get it. I mean, that's got to be the most frustrating thing ever. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we just interviewed Eric Levitin, our friend who was in uh, in Kinky Boots on Broadway from mm-hmm. the beginning. And, you know, he's a man who's no, not in his 20s. You know, yeah. he's, he's older and Broadway came to he's him a little older. Yeah, he's in his 30s. <laughs> that's right. 32. And he and he said it was it's a it's an interesting thing because you know how hard it is. You've yeah. worked in the business 20, 30 years. Yep. You know how hard it is to get to Broadway. And he said, I have this, you know, I was treating this as if it's... It's the one and only time mm. this is going to happen to me yeah. because because the fact that it happened to me at all was sort of a surprise. Right. And I've been on Broadway twice and I had very different experiences those two times. One, I had the best time of my life and the other one, I couldn't wait for it to be over. Right. So I sort of have an approach to Broadway that it's just a house. It's a little bigger. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, a job. So that it is more of my approach as an actor is like just, just, you know, any job, you should appreciate it when you have it. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and that sort of like high of oh, people want to take my picture, and yeah. uh, that I've never had. Yeah. So I don't know what that's like specifically. Yeah, but you know, to to keep your feet on the ground and knowing that now is now and enjoy the now, and whatever happens next happens next. Yeah, you yeah. know, is is sort of the attitude that I have. Well, you've done you've done some acting and you've done some producing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And directing. <laughs> right? Is there one? Is I there, do everything. Do you like either side of that more than the other? I gotta say that if I just do one for too long, uh, I miss the other. Yeah. Uh, and mm. I think for me, I, I, I've, I've come to the conclusion that I'm just a, a, a woman of the theater, whatever yeah. aspect of it. I, I really, I've, I've done a couple of TV gigs this year. Yeah. And although I really appreciate the money, that's not really where my heart is. Sure. I love the theater. I love developing plays with Jason. Yeah. I love directing his stuff. I love producing his stuff yeah. and w- I fall in love with things. So when I, whenever I fall in love, I'm like, Oh, that's, I want to do that. Whatever aspect of it I can do, I will yeah. do it. Producing is so, so hard that for me to do it again is going to take Exhausting a lot. Cause it's about putting <laughs> fires out a lot of times. It's a lot about putting fires out, but it's also about, uh, ju- you are responsible for everything and <laughs> to be alone in that position, to be king of the world, uh, is difficult as much as people you know you need good people around you sure you need a good partner i will not do this again without a good partner you did the last one alone i think yeah it's really i did hard the to la- be, i did church and stay it's lonely the, the, being his, the king, his right? gun violence uh, uh uh play by myself and that was as rewarding as it was at the end of the day it was the hardest job i've ever had and i served in the israeli military so <laughs> you know this was hard sure and i i in terms of Acting, it's funny. I have an interesting, I have an interesting relationship with acting. I don't know that I would jump on anything uh, anymore unless it was like really like, whoa! I can't wait to do that. I just, I don't enjoy it the way I yeah. used to. But you know, there was a it ebbs and you know comes and goes. I would say sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a great part, and then I just think about <laughs> about all of it, like the audition and memorizing lines and the the, the eight shows a week is hard you guys it's so hard and and i don't know that i have the wherewithal of doing that anymore uh i don't know it's there's a it's an interesting thing with theater well you've actually got a weird you've got a weird spot in the middle because like a lot of your work is done you sitting in front of a computer or typewriter yeah I mean, it's like lots of you, 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 like all this like sort of solitary, just spinning around in your own world. I think he loves that. No, 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 totally. (laughs) But like, but by definition, once it's done, then you're kind of also in a collaborative process with actually 
you know, do you like being involved in a produ- in the production? <laughs> I mean, I, no, just because. Yeah. Okay. Let, let me let me back up for a second because yeah, yeah. What, what, what I do, which is portraits, right? Yes. I shoot portrait photography. Is usually me and a person talking much like this. Yeah, and you had the experience. Yeah. This is pretty much it's what great. it's like when we're shooting. You talk and then suddenly like. <laughs> Stand yeah. still for two seconds, and then you yeah. just keep talking. And yeah. he looked gorgeous, and I appreciate that. I think I think he that did look good. Amazing. I think he yeah. yeah. got a lot like, of compliments that on that picture. Oh, yeah? yeah, people I'm are like, "Wait, what?" That guy? Yeah. I was like, guy? "I was like, it's the lighting, it's the filter. He did something <laughs> magical afterwards." <laughs> I'm really a, Three, a four troll. Hours of retouching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but what what I do is 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 like not part- other than with the subject. It, all of the technical aspects, all of the, like sort of artistic stuff is not particularly collaborative unless I'm working with like wardrobe or whatever people. Yeah. Um, and I, I made a short film recently and I wrote it and I did everything, directed it and I edited, edited it, it. Right. And I was about to write music for it cause I went to music <laughs> school and I was like, I, I, nothing's coming out. And I, I, I wrote a friend of mine and I said, Hey Ben, can you just watch this five minutes movie? And tell me what direction you'd like, just what direction would you go in if you were going to write music? Just give me something to start with. And I can, I can riff on that. And he says, Oh, I really like it. He said, you know, do you mind if I give it a shot? And I was like, sure, mm-hmm. give it a shot. I go over his house four days later, whatever it is. And he hits play and this piano part comes in and it's perfect. Yeah. Wow. Now I don't generally trust collaboration <laughs> because I don't trust other people care as much as I do or as good as I do and take that as you will. Like maybe like, I don't think that I'm God's gift to whatever it is, but like it's It's like dating and it's really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and this was like one of my first experiences in this world where I was like, Oh, if I find somebody who's really good, who's better at that than I am and I trust them, it's great. It can go further than it would have gone if it was just me. And I'm very, I have a very hard Time letting go. Hey, you're very alike, you two. Yeah, no, I mean, I I think what you said there is exactly right. And and I I think what it's about, it's finding somebody that you trust enough that cares as much as you do about it. And so that's why when I, when Charlotte and I started working together, she kind of fought it. She resisted for a while, but I kept saying like, no, I, I always show you my writing anyway. You're the only one I really trust to say something honest. Um, and you trust her opinion. If she, if she reads something you write and she goes, Jason, this isn't it. Right. And it's as hard as that is. If you like it, do you go, yeah. And, and, you know, and we fight it. Fight fight is not, is not the right word, but you know, we argue, but, but it, it, it's always has, she always has the play's best interest at heart. It's never about her. And, and so that's, that's the thing that you need. So your friend who came over, your friend who came over and is obviously a friend of yours and did the music. I don't think it was about his ego. It was like, Oh, actually this speaks to me. I want to show you, like, I want to help this movie. And that's what you want. And so whenever I also say it's really exciting when you're in a room and the actors come in for the first time and they're auditioning or you're reading it for the first time. And I know what the play should be roughly in my head, right? And if they take it and they elevate it, they do something I hadn't thought of that's better, yeah. that's more interesting. That's when you're like, oh my gosh, thank you. You are the solution to my problem. Is it weird? <laughs> like I found it weird because I don't do this ever. I wrote one thing Again, I'm just using it as an example. Yeah. But like I had these two people who are real actors, you know, went to Juilliard and all the rest of it. And they sit down and they're just reading, just cold reading my script. And I go, oh, yeah, this is two people having a conversation. Like, (laughs) it's amazing what they can do. And it's like this weird disembodied thing of like, oh, wow, people are good at this. Yeah. Yeah. And this actually sounds all right. 
You know what I mean? Is that is there sometimes do you listen to people who come in and you go, wow, that's even better than I remember that, that I wrote it. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'd say the first time you ever hear a play out loud, it's always a little scary. And then you go, oh, wait, this doesn't totally suck. Um, this sounds like a play. Yeah, it often surprises me how much of it does work because – I think everybody goes through this when they create anything. There's there's something, there's like a meme that goes around on Facebook. It's like the stages of of grief for a writer or creative person. Yeah. And it's like, um, I'm brilliant. This yeah. is the best thing ever. I totally suck. I'm a fraud. Oh, maybe it's not so bad. I give up. Oh, maybe it's okay. There's like whatever. You go back and forth between thinking I'm brilliant awful. and I'm a fraud. And then at some point you're sort of like, well, maybe it's okay and we'll just see what happens. Yeah. Well, it um, started because I was like, I don't like reading on the page. I like I like hearing it. Yeah. So we would gather actors around the table here sure. and we would just hear Jason's Do a table read plays. and see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of hear it for the first time sometimes. Yeah, and sometimes I like to not read it at all and just hear it for the first time. You have plays, well, you have certainly one play, Baltimore Black and White, that you can't read it. Because if you read it, it will sound horribly racist and awful. <laughs> but when actors are playing it out and there's relationship and facial expressions and intonation yeah. and sarcasm, then you go, oh, because you know how sometimes you send a text and you mean some one thing and the person receiving it reads something else. Yeah. Sometimes the writing on the page doesn't work. And a lot of times when we were trying to get people to, to see Baltimore Black and White – and they couldn't come see it, and they said, could you send us the script? I would say, no, because you're going to think this is a horrible piece of writing, yeah, yeah. and you have to see it. So sometimes, you know, sometimes hearing it out, out loud is 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 a must, yeah. in my opinion. Do you think that everybody goes through the creative stages of grief, as you were saying? Uh, do you I, think, like, do you yeah. think, you know, Steven Spielberg and Aaron Sorkin? And, oh, and, yeah, and, no, and, they all say it, too. I mean, that, yeah. I listen to those people talk in podcasts all the time, and, and it's really actually... Uh, heartwarming in a way to be like oh wow even aaron sorkin yeah. does that i mean he yeah. talks about he just did mockingbird and he talks about he said oh i was very scared great, by the way he said i was very scared to do it yeah. and then he said at one point i thought oh this is gonna be great and he's like and then of course at one point you think i'm a fraud i'm an idiot why did i even attempt to do this everyone's gonna hate me and he's like there's no way this is gonna come out right. there's nothing good can come of this yeah. and he's like and then at some point you just go well uh, i gotta give up and and let it go and hope that people enjoy it but it's aaron Freaking Sorkin, you know he's got yeah, all of yeah, these yeah, 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 awards yeah. and accolades. Do you ever do portraits? Still has you're it. Like, hmm, then, then quite. Oh, all do the time, constantly. Play. But you still, you stick to it anyway. Uh, you know, it's it's funny because shooting portraits is. I mean, I don't take the same portrait every time. I'm not one of the. I mean, there there are those photographers that you know sort of are doing the same thing all the time. Like yeah. They have exactly what they do, and they do it. You know, and some of those work, and some of those don't work. I'm constantly trying to find something new you know mm-hmm. what i mean like i sometimes i talk to people friends of mine who are chefs and baristas and i say you're making the same dish you're making the <laughs> same damn latte like how can you do that fifty thousand times a year what keeps you going and doing the next one and they say i just want to make the next one better than the uh, last that's one interesting. and of course it won't always be better than the last one it's not it's yeah. not a straight line right there's going to be ups and downs but if if you sort of generally look at the, the you know the, the, it's it's moving up yeah, yeah the trend you know, the, yeah you like but arts. what you do is interesting because it's like and i hear you know conan or colbert or those guys that have a nightly show talk about this and they go yeah there's nights you go out and it's just not happening yep. he's like but what's great is that you know that you get another shot at it tomorrow yeah and so if you do somebody or you know cuz i know you do these every day yeah. and you're like oh you know what I can do tomorrow the next, yeah. you know, the next, I that, feel like I've been yeah. for, you know, I feel like I've been in a rut the last, I don't know, week, maybe week and a half uh-huh. where it's like, I've taken a few good ones 
But overall, I've seen them on Facebook. They're all really great. Yeah, but I just you know <laughs> like yesterday I you know I get the reason part of the reason why I do this is because I you know I have if I'm not working I get depressed. Uh-huh. Yeah, and totally. and if it's like if like yesterday I was sitting there and I did some work yesterday morning and I didn't really sleep well because we just got back from San Diego my wife and I and I still have a little jet lag and I like woke I was sitting there and it was like noon and I was like. I got nothing to do. I'm going to sleep for two hours, <laughs> which is the worst thing that I, I mean, that's like my version of like, where's the bottle? Oh, wow. Like that's like the bad thing. Right. <laughs> like, and I went and I slept for two hours and I woke up and I ended up forcing myself to go to the gym and like, you know, try to get out of it. But like, it's, that's a danger for me. So hmm. part of why I do this is just to keep doing it. But when, when you're making work and you're like, yeah, this is fine. Like I'm good enough at this. I've been doing it for a dozen years professionally. Like I can take a competent portrait of someone and I can take a portrait that other people would go, Oh yeah, that's a nice portrait of almost anyone in any situation. Like I can make yeah. it work. Like yeah. that's my job is How to make it work. How long have you been doing it? Since 2007 photography. Yeah. yeah. Right. Photography. Yeah. And so the I, every day. Oh, the daily challenge. thing uh, for the last 820 something days. You're trying to get to a thousand, right? I'm going to go to a thousand. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But I mean, but you know, and sometimes like, and I definitely feel like a little bit like I'm in mile 19 of a marathon uh-huh. right? where I'm just like, why did I do this? Kind of, do I have another seven miles in me? Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, like this, like what? What kind of asshole does this? But that's you know? that's the that's the greater stages of grief. Absolutely. You're just you're in you're in stage four or whatever. You're just I, having so, that uh, moment of doubt. Uh, uh, in 2007, before I did this professionally, I did one of these daily portrait series, uh, 365portraits.com, and it was Yahoo site of the day, and it was written up in all these magazines, and it sort of was the beginning of my career. And one of the people I photographed in there was sort of one of my like photographic heroes, this guy, Timothy Greenfield Sanders. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I wrote him, this is the middle of the year, I wrote him and I said, listen, I'd love to come take a portrait of you. And he says, yeah, your work's okay. Like, okay, a short sitting in my studio on film. And he's like, he wanted me to shoot on film, which is like, that's fine. So I load up my Hasselblad and I go and I'm shooting the guy who sometimes shoots with a Hasselblad. So I'm basically like, it's like Picasso watching me paint. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> And, uh, and I take these pictures and I go and I get them developed and there's some good stuff in there and like, it works out. He loves it. I send him a print, whatever it is. Anyway, I get to the end of the year and it's January 1st. I remember it was like the day after I finished and I got an email from him, which just basically was like a congratulations, like nice work all you did it. kind of thing. Right. And somehow like it, I started crying. Oh wow! Like yeah. even though I was exhausted and I, you know, you do something every day for a year or 820 days. Like if I didn't take one today. That would feel really weird. Like it would feel like I didn't drink water today. You know what I mean? Like it just uh becomes that uh kind of thing. And there will be a point on October 7th or whatever the hell it is that I don't take a picture because you know what? There's other stuff I want to do that involves more planning or does, you know what I mean? Like there has to be an end, like nothing, nothing doesn't end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, And, and in some ways it's funny because somebody called me recently to, to see if I would speak it, you know, cause I, I like, getting up and talking about my work, like put it up on a thing. I'll talk, tell stories. Yeah. 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 It's like my kids, you know, like, sure. I'll talk about my kids. You know, <laughs> yeah. picture. I'll tell you a story about that picture. And, um, and she said, you know, I hear you're doing this thing. I said, yeah, but you know, I'm 820 days. And I was like, I'm going to go to a thousand, but like I have 820 days to talk about. Like, if you want to book me tomorrow, I can yeah, come do that. Yeah. And I think she kind of was just like, no, call me when you're done. Oh. It's like some people are, it's like it's not anything until it's, it's done. It's finished. Yeah, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I know yeah. you wrote that play and I know you guys have been working on it, but until opening night, like, I don't care. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I think that there's some of that. So, so yeah. So when he tr- wrote that email and you cried, is that what made you want to keep doing it? Is that what it was? No, it's funny because that, so that was, that was the first one in 2007. Yeah. I actually ended, I, I did that for a year and stopped for 10 years, uh, uh for nine more years. Oh, that but was 2007. Like, I yeah. Um, 
but like, you know, the keeping doing it thing that basically that was, I got to the end of one year in 2017 and we went to a friend's house on, cause I decided to do it on a whim. Basically. I was mm, like, yeah. you know, this is new year's of 2017. Uh, Trump's about to take the presidency over. Like I can't watch the news all day long. Like if I, like my, in my job, there are weeks when I'm working constantly. And then there are weeks when nothing is happening. Right? Mm-hmm, like this mm-hmm. is just the, how my world is. And so I was like, I just got to keep myself busy. So I'm going to, I was like, it was 1145. I said, Heather, my wife, we're in bed. I was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do 365 portraits again tomorrow. She's like, we're starting tomorrow. She's like, really? And she's like, okay. You know, I mean, which is great. I mean, that she's that, you know, <laughs> but we got to the end of the year. I went to a friend's house for new year's and the, the hostess, the wife said, oh, you know, I was a beauty queen when I was in, when I was in like oh, high right, school. Right, right, right. <sighs> I was like, you have a TR on the whole thing, don't you? She's like, yeah, it's in the living room. I was like, like, what are you doing tomorrow? And then I'm in for another year. And then, you know, you keep going. But like, when do you let go? I mean, that's the thing. But mine is very quantized, right? It's like each day is a different thing. Uh Big projects like you guys do, it's not like you're learning five lines and that's today's thing and you're moving on or writing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's complex. uh, Your play isn't done until you're done. And then it's yeah. not even done because then there's production and then it's getting up. And How often are there revisions during the production phase of it where, where uh, you're like doing it and you go, yeah, that scene's not working. I got to rewrite that. It's, it's, it's like you're, it's, it's like a sculpture if you're constantly chipping away at it. So in the beginning, you're making huge drastic changes, yeah. you know, and then suddenly by the end, you know, when you're in rehearsal – to the naked eye, if somebody came and saw it on you know day one and day ten of that rehearsal process, they're not going to maybe even notice the changes. But um, it's it's just little subtle things. It does lot- make you wonder why you make the changes at all. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and, and I've also I've heard Francis Ford Coppola say he they, you know he's like he would go back to the Godfather. And he's like I would cut ten pages. And I'm like, what's ten pages? And he was like, oh, I don't know. I just know I would. And he's like, so it's never done. Yeah. Well, and it's the Lorne Michaels thing. It's not done because it's done. It's done because it's eleven thirty. Okay. You know, at some point it's you just fear, have to it's okay. finish. Fear, it's, uh, it's also the fear of like the constant limbo of development. Sure. Like, things because it's not math, right? This is not a right. This is not <laughs> a. Not a, a there's no know, correct answer. Y- right. No, there right. isn't. And there's point of view, and there's rhythm, and there's a lot of things. Yeah. Like Jason and I often talk about, like, what's the perfect play? What's the play that we've seen? And I'm not talking musicals because it's a whole different thing. But plays that, that, well, the closest I think that I've ever seen is Proof. I think Proof is pretty, is pretty darn amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, But you know, uh, I I always wonder, like, you know, Jason, if we took, I I think Church and State in terms of his body of of work is pretty remarkable. I would say Handle with Care as well. I don't know if there's anything you would go back and handle with care, which is a romantic I, comedy. Oh, but there's it, things there's, in both of them that I would go back and like I, I was it. rereading Church and State the other day, and I was like, oh, I would tweak that line. And but it's you like don't little want to be George things. Lucas, and 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 but then and then you say to yourself, well, there's no reason to to do that. Yeah, um, there's no reason. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a production in Raleigh, North Carolina, happening right now, and that's actually where the play takes place. And the director reached out to me on Facebook, and we've. There's a part of the play where they, he lists the names of the cities. He says Columbine, Virginia Tech, Tucson, Newtown, Aurora, Charleston. He names the cities where a lot of the sort of the mass notorious mass shootings had happened. And then we had to add Orlando, and then we have to add Las Vegas and 
Parkland yeah. and Santa Fe and Pittsburgh to keep it to keep it up to date. Yeah, and so I was telling her that, and she says, "Oh, thank you for telling me that." And then she reached out. I was like, "You know what? Uh, there's there's other there's two other things. You know, you mentioned Sonic Burgers and Dairy Queen, and I wonder if we could change them to some local references here because I think That's our audience would get a kick out of it." And I just said, "Oh, let me think about it." And I thought about it literally for just two minutes, and I went, "Actually, no." I was like, let's keep it as it is. I just don't want to like, I just don't want to get in. I don't want to open up that can of worms. And I was like, I like the way it sounds. You can start untying something and then the whole thing unravels. Right. And I just thought, because I kept thinking like she gave me whatever the the things were and I kept reading the line the new way and it just didn't sound the same in my head. And I was like, no, I think, I was like, I think that play is done. Other than adding cities, which to me is a different thing and it's important for a different reason. I was like, at some point you just have to say, that's done. Yeah. That's a thing on a shelf, and it exists in a book, and it's printed, and it's over, and then you move to your next Sometimes one. Sometimes uh, authors, playwrights change, you know, for the next edition or whatever, the next printing. They would change some things. Like, we've we've seen people do that. Yeah, but, but I don't, know, other than adding the list of cities, it's, I would not change anything. You, you would change it's anything just, it, like you said, it's like you, you unravel one string, and then you're like, oh my gosh, now the sweater's falling apart. You, you know what, you know what's, oh, it's fascinating to me, because I, you know, I've, I've talked to, I have friends who are artists of all stripes, you know, it's like people in the theater world, people in the TV world, dancers, painters, whatever. Mm-hmm. And whenever you go see, especially if you go to an art museum and you look at, you read the label and it says, you know, this artist chose this particular color vermilion to represent the blood of World War II, <laughs> whatever it is. And you go, I have never, ever in my life met somebody who makes anything who thinks that way about what they do. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, it's always sort of a, that's kind of what I, it's what I had on hand. That's the red that I used Uh or that's how I was feeling that day. Like it's not that cerebral making decisions in art is not as cerebral as I think commentators about art make it out to be. Yeah. Oh, it's far more emotional. It's not cerebral. Oh yeah. So so that, that person that said they chose Vermilion because blah, 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 was a, was a commentary. It wasn't the artist writing it himself. No, I'm thinking it's like the, you know, the curator (laughs) says, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. And you go, no, that's not how that works. No. I, I've made lots of stuff myself. I've talked to ton, millions of people who have yeah. talked, make stuff, and none of them think that way yeah. about what I think they it's. Do. I would say it's a combination. I'd say it's probably like 80% emotional, 20% intellectual, because there are things that we will sit around and we'll talk about and we'll be like, what's the logical yeah. thing? And you do talk it out. But, but in but the then, case of that Dairy Queen thing, logically, it's like it doesn't make that much of a big deal, whether it's Dairy Queen or Friendlies, but – to it's you, like Sonic just, Burger but, but and it, Dairy Queen right. sounds, but it sounds felt right. right. It's felt right. right. Yes, right. You yeah. know what I mean? In like, the accent though, of the character saying it, and Jason writes very music. He has right, a musical right. understanding of how language works, yeah. Yeah. and it's very important that Plus it's Sonic paint. blasts are really good. I mean, tater tots, <laughs> yeah, tater tots. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, right. I mean things sound funny, you know, <laughs> sound funny or sound good, and it's like he's yeah. he's a master. You of, can't just replace. No, no it's funny too that no. the guy. There's a guy Rob Nagel who played the lead part in Los Angeles and here in New York. And he and I would talk about a lot. And what I liked about Rob is that he got that thing about the rhythm. And we would talk about things and cut things. And he's like, I think you need to keep that line. And he said, it's not because we need the the information. He was like, we need those words. It's a rhythm thing. And I was like, yeah. great, let's keep it. Yeah. And then we, he, we would literally have conversations about, do we need the the in there? And we would try it with yeah. and without. And, yeah. and, and, and he was all about... It's how it sounds because it's not about what it looks like on the page or necessarily even what the information is to the audience yeah. because what's that thing that Eddie Izzard says? When, you, when you're listening to someone talk, 80% of it is is how they're saying it. Sure. 20% is what they're saying. No, wait, what is it? 80% is it's, it, 80% is actually how they sound when they're saying it, that people don't listen it's to It's only 10% of what they're, they're actually saying. Yeah. 
Anyway, it's how, how they it's, say it's, 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 so you know, it's, Irene, it's Irene. more about what it, what it sounds like coming out, whether it's a muscular word or you, and sometimes it's a rhythm and it's a threes. And so, and so I, I do, uh, write to a rhythm. Um, it's not necessarily so, exactly the way people talk, but it, um, it needs to approximate. Yeah. It's also, it's also very funny. Like the time, like he's talking about putting in the, the taking it out. I remember one day reading, <laughs> uh, our friends, Irene and David, who wrote come from away on Broadway. And they said they spent a day, you know, putting in a comma only to take it away at the end. No, of the that's day, the like story. Bit. That's Adam no, but, Davis's but they, joke. But they really, I mean, I know it's someone else's yeah. joke, but they actually spent the whole Did day oh, okay. doing one thing and then taking it out. And you think, what's the big deal? But that's what's the process yeah. of writing is like how does it sound there's a story in the in the audio world where um uh, an engineer was working on mixes for steely dan who are famously like famously, very yes, particular very, yeah, about yeah, yeah. audio steely dan and yeah, yeah. i think it was roger nichols and and, and we both like to do yeah. cocaine yeah exactly <laughs> oh hello yeah and and he 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 apparently did these mixes and they come in and they sit down and, and fagan says to him like yeah could could you turn that rhythm guitar up a quarter decibel it's a quarter decibel is imperceptible. Like yeah. You cannot do it. And apparently the guy changed it and he's like, yeah, play it back from the beginning. And he goes, now nah, put it back, leave it the way it was. And it was like, <laughs> like and, and the question is like, do those minute things, does removing the comma or putting it back in really, or is it that in our heads as the creator, we obsess about, does anybody notice the little highlight I put on the edge of some person's I'll tell earring? You, I'll tell you in direct Well, the thing is, if somebody does notice it, then, then, it's worth it. It's That's worth all. It. It's yeah, worth yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. polishing. You know, it's just polishing. And think, you know, wonder, something looks good without it, but with the polishing, it looks even I better. I wonder if sometimes that kind of stuff is almost like an artistic tick of like, oh, I need to just kind of, I just need to have my hands some, on it a some, little more. Some of it, some of it is. No, but I, I, you're right, because there is that point where you got to let it go. But if, when you're in the creative process, when you're in the rehearsal, and that's what you're there for, and you've got these luxury of whatever three weeks to do that kind of work, then do that kind of work. Yeah. Um, in directing, especially, and uh, I, I, I direct Jason's work, and I, I'm working and I'm lucky to work on a bunch of different things now. And uh, last night I was working on a section of a play d- during um, uh, the PDW. It's a Playwrights Director's Workshop at the Actor Studio. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because, you know, you, you have an actor do something, and then, and I remember saying, I don't know if what you were thinking is what I want you to think about. Yeah. I mean, it looked good, but let's just see if we're on the same page. And then I went through that whole thing, and then I went, why did I say anything? Yeah. I yeah. mean, he clearly, whatever the actor was doing <laughs> worked, worked just fine. Yeah. Why did I interject? Yeah. But somehow you, you and the most, the, the littlest things you tell the actors to do, because there is literally endless ways yeah. right. of saying a line, a, a, a beat, a pause, a silence. Like it depends, it's the thought in the actor's mind. It changes everything. I, and I wonder sometimes some actors or some directors are very hands-on and some are very hands I, I was listening to an interview with uh, Vincent D'Onofrio the mm-hmm. other day mm-hmm. and they were talking about Full Metal Jacket. He's talking about Kubrick and oh, he's yeah. just like, what kind of direction did he give you? He goes, he didn't give us direction. Mm-hmm. He, at the end of the take, he'd say, okay, do it better. Mm-hmm. That's what he would say. Like every once in a while, do it faster, but mostly just, no, next one, do it better. Oh my God. Like, and so now it, which is kind of an interesting thing because it sort of empowers the actor because it's like, I'm not telling you what to do. But it, you need to figure out a way to make this better. It's he, a fine line. He's notorious for like scaring his actors into yeah, good performances. Doing or 70 things, 70 or, takes, so you're just so exhausted. Yeah, you know, just like, frightening them into like pleasing daddy kind of a thing. Yeah. I don't think that's the way to do it. That's yeah. that's horseshit. I mean, yeah. obviously he but gets good results. But there are a lot of people who, but, who do that, right? And then there's yeah. other people, like even in my thing, I'm not a director, but like my actors know how to act. Yeah. Like I'm not going to, like I, if, if it's just like, well, you know what, where you would laugh, can you make it a little bit more of a flirty laugh and less of a dismissive laugh? 
Okay, let's try it again. Yeah. Like the little things like that where it's like that's the tone's a little bit wrong. Right. But like I'm not going to tell you how to laugh. I'm not going to say go hee 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 and not ho ho oh, ho. Oh, yeah, actors hate that. Line right, ratings. exactly. Oh, my goodness. No. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, no, I, that one thing, just this one little thing needs to be a little more of this because he's got to understand it this way. Okay, yeah, fine. Okay, go ahead. Every actor, too, is different in terms of how they need to be spoken to yeah. also. Um, for me as an actor, I preferred the tell me – Either tell me exactly how you want me to say it or leave me alone. But I don't, I, what I hated always was like, let's talk about philosophically your character and what they're thinking at this point. Because I was like, none of that's really going to make it to the stage. Yeah. I'm like, what, what is it that you're going to, the minute I walk out, for the minute I leave, what, what you see and hear is all the audience is going to yeah. see and hear. And I was like, so let's just talk about what's happening there. And I was like, I'll do it once. And if you like it, great. If not, tell me you know, what to change. You're a pragmatic actor. I'm very pragmatic. And, I, and I'm, I had no ego. So if they're like, oh, it's too quiet. Oh, it's too loud. You know, I remember once in a play, Richard Warner was directing me, my, my college director. And I did something. And, and literally, it was, it was like, I have two lines in a row. I say something, she says something, then I say something. And I was like, I, I mumbled it, and then I screamed it. That's how I did it. <laughs> and that, that, it's just a choice, right? Because she goes, what did you say? And then I screamed it. Uh, and then he said, oh, and he kind of talked philosophically, talked philosophically. And finally I was like, what, 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 what do you mean? And he finally said, instead of mumbling, then screaming, I want you to scream and then mumble. And I was okay. like, okay, got it. We yeah. could have just saved four minutes yeah, yeah, of conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he yeah. sort of figured that out. I was like, oh, right, I forgot. That's the way Jason likes to work. For me, and then it he, was then all he, pros. Let's get this And then this we done. did it. Well, no, he, he, some people don't like to be told how to say something. Yeah. So he was trying to be nice. And I was like, you don't need to be nice, man. Yeah, just yeah. tell right. me. I, say, I tell yeah. directors right away. I was like, Give me I line enjoy line readings. It cuts time. It makes, it makes it clear right. to me. Even I if I don't think exactly what you're saying, at least I'll now understand what, what it is you're trying to say. Also, for me specifically, English is my third language. Sure, yeah. So, <laughs> thank you. Me and Buttigieg, we are the same. Um, but it, it, but it's about understanding rhythm. Sure. People don't understand, like especially when it comes to funny to comedy. That's the last thing you learn in a foreign language. Comedy sure. and and humor are very specific culturally yeah. to each language. They can language. be or they can be. Yeah, uh, there's all kinds so of stuff many things. On. Like sometimes I would read sides. And I would have Jason read them for me because I was like, I literally don't understand where the joke is. You yeah. have to help me. And it's where the where's the accent, where's the stress in the in the line. Yeah. And so, and you know, I did I did this uh, musical years ago, and I and I came up to the writer and I was like, Can you just tell me how to read this? Yeah. Just read it out loud to me. And he was like, Oh wow, you don't mind? I said, No, please, because yeah. I don't know how to do this. You can sure. hear it in your head. And yeah. I, and to me, I mean, it depends when I'm directing. I think the the genius of direction direct directing well, I think is to know who your actors are and how to deal with each one of them. People are very different. Some people get very prickly if you tell them anything. Some people need a lot of coddling. Some people need to be left alone. There's so many different ways, and it's very rare that you can talk to actors as one group and say, hey, this is how you're all going to have to do this. And also depends on what what material I'm working sure. on. If it's Jason's stuff, and I know I I have it in my ear how he likes things, sure. I will get more technical, and I'll say, "Hey, this is a technical note. It's not about your sure. inner life and ability. This <laughs> is what I need to hear. 
just do that and fill in right, right, whatever right. your emotion <laughs> and needs and blah, blah, stuff, blah yeah. behind that. What was that? I don't care. That Simpsons quote we heard the other day? It was John oh. Lovitz as a director. <laughs> and he goes, all I ask is that you give the performance that I have in my head, but that, fa- but that I failed to communicate to yes, you. Exactly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm very clear in communicating right, right, right. what I want. You know, I've, been, I've been watching that Barry show on HBO. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's so show. good. I love the show. And, and, and it's really interesting because I, I know that half of it is a big meta joke about acting and actors yeah. or whatever it is. And like, and I'm not in that world. I've seen enough TV shows about, you know, process and acting methods and all the rest. I've heard people talk, whatever yeah. it is. A lot of it from the outside just feels like eye rolling stuff, right? Like all these like exercises uh-huh. and stuff like that, you know? And of course they're kind of making fun of right, that. Right. But that stuff does exist. Totally. In casting, do you guys, w- would you work with somebody who said they come in and they're, they read it great and you're just like, yeah, but you can kind of tell in the casting where you're just like, yeah, they're just going to be a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah, but those, those are two secret. different things. But that's those are two secret, different things. Man, yeah. I, I'm a member of the actor studio where the method lives and right. breathes. So I, I, I will say and that sure I used to make a blanket statement about those kinds of actors, yeah. but I have a, a newfound respect for the process. But that's different than someone who's going to be an asshole. Oh, no, no, absolutely. I, I don't necessarily mean that somebody who has a process, whatever it is, yeah. is necessary. But you, there's people who you meet who you go, I'm not going to be able to just talk to them about the performance. They're going to want to have the 20 minute conversation about the word and, and I, we don't have time for this that. Is on this, how, project. this is how you learn in this world to why, why as a young actor, I used to be really upset. Like, why does this person keep get, getting hired at that specific theater? It's because that once you discover that actor as a director or as an author that you like working with, yeah. you will keep going back to that of course, actor. Yeah. Hiring Such a risk someone taking off of yeah. audition is like yeah. is like the biggest risk you'll ever take. It's going on a blind date because yep. Yep. you see them for five, ten, maybe fifteen minutes if you're lucky. Yeah, and then they come on. Okay, so it's exactly day. what I imagined it would. Be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's like deciding um, on Tinder from a picture. Oh, you know what? I'm going to live with this person for yeah. six yeah. months and have their children. Yeah, and, and, Let's and, do and their that. acting ability <laughs> and them as a as an actor working with them as an actor could be totally completely different. And also I find too, I find some of the people that, um, we love working with the most are not good at auditioning, but they're great in the performance. And some people who are great at auditioning don't get better. They sometimes get worse. See, that's interesting. It's really, it's really tricky. Auditions are a flawed, flawed, flawed process. uh, process. What's a better option though? Well, the best option is casting people you know or what I, what we do is we do these readings and we come hey come over to our house and read it and we just base it on basic like type and people that you know and sometimes a friend of a friend recommendations then, we, then, then you get an hour and a half with the person and there's no pressure and I've not guaranteed I haven't said I'm giving you the job but it's like oh great and then you get a sense of how they are to work with are they on time do, are they yeah. good do they you know I was a minute later you guys no no it's not about that we put it down we put it down yeah yeah no it's just like little you, you get little clues about people as you work with them and then Suddenly you're like, oh, now we're getting a chance to do this play. Yeah, let's bring all those people back because they and were they great. Could or still let's surprise you. Or let's and still they could surprise you. Like, like wow. a marriage after ten years, yeah, and yeah, all yeah, of a yeah. sudden, wait, the guy what are you saying? Is that a, is that a dig like, on me? Is that a? It might be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean. It's just like you're. you're it's it's always a, a, a learning curve, and and you know, for me, we've we've already. Jason and I are forever flawed because we know these <laughs> things and then we keep making this mistake. Yeah, it's like me. That we, but maybe he won't times, hit me again. But yeah, I think that yeah. There, maybe there are inevitable mistakes, though, right? There are things that you can't 
like you're always going to go through that process. You're always going to have to deal with an actor or two yeah. that is just a pain in the ass. It's just there's too there's too many decisions to make. There's too many gray areas. There's too much overlapping stuff of personalities, especially in a theater thing where there's 15 people involved in something like right. there's inevitably going to be clashes and there's going to be people who fall in love. Yeah. It's just, you know what I mean? It's right, just going right. to be a thing. Right? I think it's, a, I always, find, I always say it's like lightning in a bottle when it works and that's why it so rarely works. And that's why when there's hits, they're huge hits, but you know, obviously there's more flops or mediocre things than hits, but it's because it's not only it needs, the play needs to be good, but the director, the actor, the cast, the, the production design, it needs to come out at the right time. The audience needs to be, you know, ready for it. it there's the, the space, the theater needs to be right. There's, a, you know, a million factors and I'd say 95% of them have to be right or the play will go from good to bad to worse. So it's just, yeah. it is lightning in a bottle and, but you're constantly chasing it. I always say it's like, I play golf and I always say it's like you hit a, a, a really flush five iron one day and it's the perfect sound and it lands perfectly and it goes really high and lands softly on the green. And you, you're like, wow, that was amazing. And then you just, you know, for the next three years, you keep chasing that perfect shot. Um, and so you're when right. it, when it works, it's, there's nothing better. And when an audience is laughing yeah. and all is one and standing ovation, it's like the greatest feeling in the world. Right. And then when it doesn't work, you were like, why it's the same play as it was yesterday. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. And, um, and, and it's understanding too in the casting process that when you say must have comic timing yeah, and <laughs> you have a bunch of actors to see in a day or two or three and you assume they all have comic timing because they actually made it to this audition room, yeah. that's not what's actually happening. Maybe two or three or a handful of them will actually have comic timing. Yeah. And that's something that you learn in time. And also they might be funny in the room for those five minutes and then you get to rehearsal and they're not funny anymore. And you're like, wait a minute, what happened? Right. And then you already hired them and then it's too late. And so there's all these things that are variables, but which is part of why we like this business right because yeah. it's forever changing it's not math it's not science it's yeah. not uh, you know there's a, no one solution to and, everything and sometimes people surprise you in a good way yeah i right. mean I, I i don't know if we should say no, the name no, but no no names we we hired somebody <laughs> that we knew and we liked and we thought this will be fine and then it'll, it'll be good and then the performance was far and away better than anything we could have imagined. We were like, oh my God, why didn't we think of that before? That was amazing. Right, right. And, and yeah, that is can the, surprise you in a positive way. Oh yeah, my gosh, that was oh, so absolutely. great. And then I remember coming to a rehearsal and being like, I, I wasn't there all the time and I came and I was like, what? This is amazing. I had never even thought about that. That's so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Give me clues. Is church and stay? Yeah. <laughs> can, uh, can I, okay, can, I, can we back out real quick for a minute? Sure. I want to talk about theater and its place in society nowadays. Ooh, yep. Is that sure. a too big of a topic? No, no. no. Yeah. I, have I, just, a, I have a ready answer. The answer an is answer. yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, the okay. Is, yeah. Today, we obviously, for <laughs> generations, we've had TV. Everyone's watching TV. We have, uh, uh, now we have all these giant streaming shows where it's uh-huh. like, you know, these 10 episode arcs, these basically movies told yeah. in 12 hours, right. whatever it is that they do nowadays, right? And all of these things are in many ways especially even more so now than they used to be almost televised plays, almost like shot plays. Like a lot of things are almost like they, they feel like plays that have been written for TV. I know screenplays. I understand like the, the no, term, but like, yeah, but I know like, what you mean, but the, but you know, it's because a lot of playwrights are moving to right. Right. There's right. 150 television. million people watch TV in this country. How many people go see a play each year? Right. I mean, yeah. it's obviously a diminishing. Yes. 
small thing. I'm sure a percentage that's probably it was never it was never 100 percent of people. But maybe it used to be 20% of people saw plays. Now maybe it's 10 or 5% of people see plays. It actually plays. is going up. Broadway. Is it going up? Broadway's doing better. Yeah. I don't know if it's the Hamilton effect. I don't want to get my numbers wrong or my facts yeah. wrong. But actually, Broadway is making more money every year. Every year yeah. it goes well, up. Well, the prices now, are going up. The right. prices are going up. The prices are going up. But people are willing to pay well, it. It's, yeah. it's I think they also have like a raw attendance number, which to me is a better indicator. And yeah. I think the attendance number is going yeah. up. And, going and, up. My, and, you know, my wife and I, I don't know if I told you. So we, we I, even though we've lived here for 20 years, uh, I just never have, don't see a lot of plays. Mm. And so last year we saw Waitress and then we saw Mockingbird and then we saw Oklahoma a few weeks ago. You said you started saw, going to previews, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah we've, I think we've seen seven plays since November. Like we've just, you know, seven plays are musicals since November. Yeah. We just like fell into yeah. the, the bee hole. That's good. You know? Um, and, and we've been enjoying it, but here we live in New York city. 90% of other people, the only thing they're going to get is a school play maybe, or if there's a play playing in their town that uh-huh. they think to go to see, but I'm living in New York and I ignored Broadway for 15 years. Right. So I understand that there is, of course there's importance to all of these things yeah. and everyone in their own world. I, you know, I think portrait photography is very important. Most people don't care about portrait photography, mm. right? Um, where do you guys see, theater in America and, and how does it interrelate to the other sort of acting mediums like the TV shows and stuff that are, that are all happening now is, is it, is it, is it, can, does theater in, in person do something very different yeah. than yes. something yeah. on screen? Yes. yes. Right. The thing, the thing, the thing, and, and so you I talked tend about, to agree with that, but you I'm talked about the generations of TV, whatever TV has only been around since the 1950s. Yep. I mean, it's not that long. Yeah, We've had television, right. right? Yeah. And movies up to 19, what, 10, 20s when mm-hmm. movies started coming around. So it's not that long we've had those. Theater's been around since the Greeks, right? Sure. It's the one thing that's been around forever. There will always be storytellers and storytelling. And the thing that it's different about theater, and even though people lament, oh, it's dying, it's dying, it will never die, because there will always be some version, some need for people to get together in an audience and see somebody speaking to them live. Yep. Um, even if Pretty that's, cool if Jeff that's, Daniels is 40 feet away from Right, if, if that's a, a play like To Kill a Mockingbird, or if that's a stand-up comic, or if it's, you know, just even somebody giving a speech, a musician, a band, like that live community thing is, is very different than going to a movie theater, especially different than sitting and watching it on your laptop or your TV. Um, Because what's great to me about theater is that uh, the audience essentially is listening as one and they have to kind of be quiet for an hour and a half to two hours and listen to somebody else say something to them. And then that's when their minds can change, their their hearts can change, all of that stuff. Do you think there's a tightrope effect too? Like In terms of what? This, this could, like, I'm watching this live. They could screw up. And there's, so there's a certain tension built into that. People yeah, but do, then yeah. you have the literal, literal tightrope circus, which is quite sure. a different different experience. I think what, what theater theater does that no other medium does is is what you, what Jason mentioned briefly, which is community. And that is what I think we are getting back to, especially yep. here in America, is a communal sort of experience that we're all going through together. When when we were working on church and state, especially church and state, we felt that the whole gun safety debate 
is is best uh, treated through theater yeah. because come in, get entertained, and we will also, meanwhile, we'll make you think about things and right. we'll start a debate, we'll start a conversation. The whole idea behind it was a sort of a, uh, a lovely, warm, fuzzy experience through which we are urging you to have a conversation. Sure. And no other medium can do that yeah. with a group of people. Actually, when it was produced up in the Berkshires uh, last summer where I directed it, they had a talk back after every show and the audience was like in it. Yeah. yeah. They, they were, were like just, itching they to could, talk. They couldn't yeah. wait to yeah. have a conversation. Yeah. And I don't know that you can do that in any other way because if it's political, people get, you know, they yeah. dig their heels and they start fighting and it, yeah. and it was just like, let's. In some ways if the audience gets, if the audience gets too big, it's, it's, it's it, that kind of stuff can get involved or if it's small enough, people can see each other as people still. Yeah. But you know, you, I mean, you, you look at, you know, Glenn Gary or you look <laughs> at a uh, few good men, these things that started as plays that became movies. Yeah. Are they weaker as movies than they were as plays? No, they're just different. No. They're just completely different. Right. Um, if somebody wanted to make a church of state <clears throat> movie, movie, which they are. Right. So, I mean, is, is, do you feel like that's going to be a lesser representation of what it was? No, what I've had to learn, and I heard Tracy Letts talking about it, which was really great. It's really great to hear like your sort of heroes, people you look up to and have them sort of say the same things you've been thinking. So Tracy Letts wrote August Osage County, among other things. Yeah. Um, brilliant, brilliant play. Pulitzer Prize winning, Tony winning play. Uh, and then they turned it into a movie and the movie wasn't great. Yeah. And Mark Maron was talking to him about it. He's like, well, what happened, man? You know, like, yeah. what? And, and Tracy was like, well, I learned after many years. And blah, blah, blah. he said, uh, it's a completely separate thing. The play exists and it is, and it was, and it was turned out great. And I'm happy with it. And the movie is it a completely different entity. Uh, it's, it's not, um, better than or less than or whatever. He's like, it's literally just a different thing. And so you can't, uh, so church and state, the play, what I have to learn is like that play exists and it's in, print and it will always be that and if there is a movie uh, that will be its own thing if yeah. it's better great if it's worse okay if it's you know whatever and do you it's, have to let go of the screenplay yeah it's really it's really hard that's it's really hard really hard part, right? yeah, yeah it is hard for, that's what producer, he said too from yeah. a producer point of view i will say this you know we're having what 47 productions of church and state across the country by the end of uh, 2019 it's doing well it's going on and uh, on every level which was important to us because we really just want the conversation out there for high schools for community community centers, whoever wants to do it can get the rights, right? The movie, if anything, whatever it turns out to be, it might be better than the play, who knows? It will cause for those, for the play to do better. That's all, like the Chicago, Chicago on Broadway has been running X amount of years. When the movie came out, the play did the better. Play did better. Yeah. So those, the, those mediums feed one another. Yeah. But I would say, from my point of view, the experience, and I'm not the first one who have said it, the experience of sitting in a room and watching something live that is happening right now in this moment and different than what happened yesterday yeah. and what will happen yeah. tomorrow yeah. with these people sitting around you, with those actors right. acting in front of you. There's mm -hmm. nothing like it in the world. Right. Nothing else. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I, we, uh, they did this play in Colorado Springs last fall and I happened to go to Colorado Springs for work uh, recently and I met the the director and the actors and they said they had people come back three times you know and they didn't have a long run and they said because they just wanted that experience again they would come 
uh, with one person and then they would come back with more people, different people. I want to experience this again with my mom and dad, with my friends and neighbors. Um, As opposed to just saying like, hey, you should go see that play. They wanted to come back and re-experience it Mm -hmm. with other people because it's that same thing. It's like I want to now – Let's have that conversation again, um, as opposed to like go see that movie and then we can go talk about it because it's the same exact experience. The movie is always the same, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's going to be something different about that night. The actors are going to do something different, and mostly the audience is different. That's what really is the X factor of yeah. every night in the in the theater, as any live performer will tell you. Sure. Hey, this is the same jokes as yesterday, but these but guys are digging it. Nothing. Yeah, yesterday. the seven as o'clock a, crowd producer, was dead. Nine o'clock that crowd I was digging it. Something if I want to come see it over if I can. Right. Potentially see it every night. Uh, you know, when I started in the producing uh, <laughs> world, funny. I heard someone say that, and it's very true. Yeah. I know that I want to produce something if it's a play that or a musical that I can go and see every night and enjoy. And this, you know, uh, yeah. enjoyed every night anew. And we um, did. I liked it. I yeah, liked it all the yeah. time. And, and especially, I know spoiler alerts, but something happens in the in Jason's play in Church and State. And the audience has a response every night, and I lived for that. I lived for that moment. Just to see how it just, goes. And it would just give me a physical, like yeah. a physical reaction I would have It's like Spielberg night. sitting in the back of the room waiting for the jump scare. And jokes, right, right, right. You're waiting yeah. for those jump scares or you're waiting for those laughs, and it's just great to see them work. You know, I saw Spring Awakening four times. Yeah, you know, wow. And, and mostly because my sister wanted to sit on stage next to Groff again. Um, <laughs> they but, had on-stage seating. Yeah, yeah, they did. Oh, no. Which is always a weird thing when you're like literally sitting on stage. Yeah, and, lights but, are but, on you. but here's my question. I, you know, I was a. I like Spring Awakening. I think that those guys did a good job, and I think Duncan Sheik can write a tune, like whatever. He's catchy. Um, I saw the Alice by Heart that they same team worked on, and like the choreo- choreography was great. This the idea was good, and frankly the Music was, uh, if you had paused reality after each song stopped and turned to me, the guy with the music degree, and said, how did that song go? I oh, wow. Tell you how the song totally went. unmemorable, huh? Completely unmemorable. And I was like, this I guy's written 10 records that are all catchy as hell. He knows how to write a catchy tune. How did this thing get so far down the line where it's in a $10 million production or whatever the hell it costs to run these things? Yeah. And not... Be there. You know what I mean? And that's the thing that I kind of wonder, like, is there a lot of that where the machine takes over and things get going and things that should be fixed don't get fixed or things that shouldn't have been changed? I actually know the lead producer of Alice by Heart, so I'm going to stay away from that one. I haven't haven't seen it. This is just my my personal thing. But I will will say this. And again, the production is beautiful. The acting is good, whatever it is. Like the the idea, the whole concept of like, oh, it's the Blitz and it's Alice in Wonderland. Like we're flipping between it and like the costumes and the choreography. All of that was pretty cool. But like the songs, and they're still going to change, and they're still going to change it and work on it. Yeah. It's not, you know, it was sort of a tryout, uh, in town tryout. But you know, that happens a lot. I I see producers and investors make that mistake all the time. And as a producer, I will not join any production that comes to me with, oh, it's this name or yeah. it's this product. Yeah. And I won't say any names, but all that comes yeah. to me is like Elton people John's that music, so therefore yeah, it's going to be great. And it's or like, Sting, well, yeah, or Sting, yeah. or Sting, or you two did the Spider Man thing, but like yeah. you know, it's like that didn't guarantee well, Sting, anything. Well, Sting's show is a good example because again, I didn't see it, but I heard that it was just missed the mark completely. Right, and people were like, couldn't wait to put their money into that. Yeah, and you can't come at anything with like Jason Odell Williams is writing his next thing. If people yeah. were just like, I don't care what it is, it's going to be great. Wait, who's here's, that guy you just here's, mentioned? Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. That's the problem. Who's fifty thousand dollars, which is you know, average twenty-five or fifty thousand dollars or investment units for Broadway. Is people go a little nuts, and it's just like it's packaging. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Well, people with money, they don't necessarily have good taste. But but it's also the they lead trust producers. the name is the taste, right? But the yeah. lead producers are the ones who decide to to take it on, right? Yeah. They go, okay, this is something that I think will work. And for me, yeah. I will never. I will say, let me in the room. I want to see the product. I'm not going to join you without seeing it. And I think so, the majority of the times I go, I go to readings, and I was like, "You've missed the mark. This is not good. I yes. think you've lost the the forest sometimes, for the trees." Sometimes you know? what happens is like I I don't know the particulars with this, but what, yeah, yeah, what will happen is I usually, just use that as an example, right? Or, usually, usually it. if somebody has a hit, that's something that they were essentially working on spec, right? No yeah. one was paying them; they were just yeah. working on because they loved it. And then someone came along afterwards, like, "This is good. It's the let's second m- album. Let's make it." And it's the second album syndrome, right? So then now they're like, "I'm going to fund you. Make a second album." Guy, guys, Do like another one like that. That one was good. And the guys like. I'm not inspired. I don't know what yeah. to do. And so he makes something and it's not. Here's $100,000. You inspired now? Yeah, yeah. right. I could or write the something. Opposite, like they have a real hit and then they go back to, what else did you write? Or before they go back this? to, yeah. And you go, what is this movie yeah. Yeah. by this guy? You know, that yeah. it was sitting in his drawer and people are like, okay, producers are, you know, in the in the movie industry yeah. are like, oh, well, now let's put it up because his name is going to sell it. also interesting that, you know, you say the thing about like the Sting show that kind of just goes nowhere. That, that that like no one that'll just disappear into history, and when Sting's obituary gets written, it, it won't even it won't be mentioned. Make, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a really interesting thing about in in the artist's world where everyone you've ever loved has had flops. Oh, of course, everyone you've ever loved has done something they didn't want to do yeah. or something they didn't. Want John to remember. Lennon and Paul McCartney had flops. You know, exactly. like those guys, like yeah. they had records that blew. You know, yeah, exactly. They also and, made Magical Mystery Tour of the movie, which was horrible. Exactly. You know, exactly. That's they, my point. They have so missteps. It's funny though how we all look at it as like, oh my god, this thing that I did and it didn't work out, and I'm I, I'm I'm ruined. You know yeah. what I mean? When the reality is that like Just keep making stuff. I, I was on the way here. I was listening to the the West Wing Weekly. I'm a yeah yeah right? yeah. So yeah, I'm listening to West Wing Weekly, and they're talking about uh, how some reference in the show was actually some UN revolu- resolution against, I don't know, Iran or something like that back in 2000 or whatever. And I'm just thinking to myself, there, that like even in global politics, like, Oh, the UN resolution against some country. It's like, you know, in 10 years, no one's going to remember some UN resolution against some company country. There's no reason for that country not to do that. Cause the UN's going to slap them on the wrist. Cause no one's going to care in the long run. Right. And it's like, even on big scales like that, it's sort of irrelevant <laughs> in the long run. Yeah. You know, it feels like something the day the New York times article is written. I mean, you know, look at our current president, right? Like yeah. look at all the stuff that comes and like comes and goes because you know, people have a short memory mm. right. about this kind of stuff. Right. And, but a, as an artist, do you feel like you, I feel weird ignoring my failures. Mm. You know what I mean? And only pumping up the times when I've been on the cover of this magazine and this yeah. portrait that came out great and whatever it is. And like, even my daily thing, I'm putting out something every day. Even if I don't think it's that great, I'm putting it out in public with my yeah. name on it. Yeah. And there's a lot of times where I'm like, God, I wish I could skip today. Cause mm. this didn't work. I think that's work. the artist's, uh, heart, it's the most difficult thing as an artist is to focus on your successes. I think we all just live in constant like, ugh, I am doing terribly. For fear that somebody <laughs> else is going to go, yeah, but what about that other thing you did, Charlotte, that didn't work out? Yeah. Right. And it's just like, well, I didn't bring that up. Right, now. right. I didn't bring that up, but thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, Good yeah, yeah. friend Even of though mine you are on thinking Facebook. about it all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think what you're saying, though, is different, which is interesting, which is more like – even even if the thing that I did today isn't great, I'm still going to put it out there because yeah. I learn just as much from that as I do from the I hits. do, but I yeah. sometimes wonder if 
putting it out publicly is a bad idea because that just makes me it's it's like it doesn't do me any good no well in it terms makes of, me look weak in terms of your specific project which is a thousand portraits in a thousand days i, I mean on essentially you have to do it and i think yeah i think like just as that woman said you know oh come back when it's finished it it is it is the body of work that is as impre- probably more impressive than the, the individual. individual things. But and even if there are like you know two hundred of those ones that you're like, these are amazing. Yeah. These are my favorite. I'll, it's the one thousand as a whole. I'll say something else though about it. Is this this is art, and you know yeah. But the, I also the, do the, this the, for the, commerce. The, That's the problem. But but uh, but the but but what you, you have opinion? to remember, and I say this all the time when I consult uh, you know young people for producing, is that someone will think this is good. So even if you yeah. put out a portrait that you think is not your best work, I bet there's going to be Somebody many people out it, there yeah. who think it's the best thing that yeah. they've ever seen. And yeah. that is where we sort of we sort of fall short as the creators yeah. because it's not ours. Yeah. You know, you make it and then it's yeah. out there and then it's other people and, and who the, will enjoy yeah. it and in, the, a, in the, a, whatever way they they see fit, yeah. right? And and Jason's play, for example, I, I was just thinking, you know, all these productions are going on and we have very high standards. Like we are perfectionists where we shouldn't be. It, theater cannot be perfect. It never is, right? But but we went and watched it, you know, in, in, in a lot of different places, union, non-union, levels were very different. And maybe we thought, ah, that didn't work. That was not great. And the audience was loving it. Yeah, so, who are we? Yeah, yeah. so who are we to yeah. decide, you know? Sometimes I feel like, it's not for us to say, sure. you know, it's not in our hands. This is a creative yeah. thing that we've made and here it is out for people to decide what they and, want. And the flip right. side is that the thing that you're most proud of, somebody, a lot of people will not like, right? Like that's the hard, I, yeah. That, whenever I show yeah. my portfolio, if I brought in my portfolio and showed it to you guys and I said, which image is your favorite, which one is your least favorite? A lot of times it's, the exact opposite for both of you. And they're right. like, oh, you got to take this one out. This one's terrible. And you show it to the next person. They're like, this is, oh, my this is amazing. This is the best thing in the book. And you go, well, then how do I listen to anybody's advice on yeah. what should be in here or what I should do? Because ultimately everyone else has a right. varied opinion that, you know, it, it's, that's it's really, that's really hard. It's really frustrating. Yeah. That's really hard as a, as a writer too, because you get lots of opinions and yeah. eventually you have to just yeah. decide. Jason, this interaction just doesn't work. Yeah. Essentially, who do you, who do you, and I, and I said, I said to Charlotte, I, we're working on one right now and we're getting a couple of opinions. And I said, listen, I only want to listen to you. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't yeah. want nine voices in my head. I want to listen to me and you. Yep. And that's the only thing you can do. Cause at the end of the day, you got to be happy with what's up there and not go, well, I did that. Cause he said, yeah. that's what I had to do. I had to yeah. take the note. I mean, I also work in TV, and and for most of the shows I work on, I don't really care about the final product. And I was like, just give me the note, and I'll do the note. Um, and if that's what you want, that's what you get. That's not what I would do, but that's the note. Yeah. But with with your own work, you're just like, no, it's got to be something I'm proud of. And so it's hard to listen to criticism. Yeah, it's very and it's also it's also really hard for me. And I'm 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 always trying to learn how to do this, but I hear other people struggle with this. Is you'll is you'll do something, you'll do a performance, and you'll only see the two people that are not enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you won't see the sure. hundred and ninety eight people that are loving it. Yeah. Um, and or if there's do you guys what is that are, about? If you have yeah. one particular person who like is always kind of a little mean to you, and you just you think about them and you go, oh, that guy's not gonna like it. And you know he's gonna think, say something. I think we're a family we're, members. You know what I mean? Like there's always somebody like who's well, just yeah. like you can never well, win over. I think that's and your like, job. It really doesn't matter, but like that's. <laughs> You know, it's irrelevant. I think we're eliminating those people from our lives. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think that's ultimately not healthy. It's sort of like a, a living cancer in your yes. life that you have to get rid of. I tend to agree so with that. So get but, rid of that guy. But I just, yeah. mean, like, I just mean like the average audience member, like you'll see like, oh, why is that guy not enjoying it? Or, you know, yeah. and then you got to remember, oh, well, 
it, who knows? Maybe he, he had, had a bad, bad day, day at work. He right. Had a bad and, day. and also, also you got to, I also have to think, you know, not everybody loved Hamilton, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. not everybody loved, uh, I'm not a, the Godfather. a giant fan of Hamilton. Right. No, and, neither are we. But so you think of these, whatever monumental success movies, huge Avengers, whatever, all of these yeah. things. And there's, there's millions and millions of people that hate those movies. I, so it's like, Oh, all right. Right. It's not, it can't ever be, no one thing can be for everyone. And, and, mm-hmm. and how many of the people who loved Hamilton or whatever it is, a lot of it was, the buzz, like, oh my God, Hamilton's the best. So therefore, you're walking in with that. Well, not not to diss on Hamilton. I think it's a genius oh, it's, piece it's of a work. Fantastic. Uh, we didn't respond to it like most people. Yeah. Um, and then I went back. Uh, um, you know, a, a year. You saw it on Broadway. We saw it off Broadway. Then you saw, saw it on Broadway. Broadway. And then I saw it on Broadway with my daughter because she is like many teenagers. Uh, heard the music first sure. and got obsessed with the with the with the music, and then she was like, "I want to go see Hamilton." And then I took her. I think it was last summer, and I sat there right the and I half? looked around the room, okay. and I saw people who were downright unhappy because uh, because the the name and the and the buzz is what gets people in sure. the room, right? Oh my gosh, I have to pay, and they some of them paid hundreds of dollars yep. to see it. And you can see, I mean, and it's not and for it's everyone. Musical. It's a musical. It's not for everyone. Yeah. And uh, not again, not discrediting what Hamilton has done for the whole industry. And I'm sure. forever grateful. But it isn't for everyone. Yeah. And I think that's sort of the, the where it landed. We saw Dear okay. Evan Hansen a few weeks, about a month, a couple months ago, and it was the last week of whoever the second kid was mm-hmm. playing the lead. And he was awful that night. Oh wow! He couldn't hit the notes. He was dropping an octave down. He was flat. Like I mean, he was just. It wasn't there, uh, and that is a really hard. Have you part. seen it in a, a? Have you seen it before? Have you no, seen it? but I've I've listened to the cast recording. Oh, uh, with Ben Platt. I ben saw Platt can ben. sing. We saw we Ben. We saw guy, Ben. It was amazing. Ben. Yeah. This guy could not sing like Ben, and it's like you have an entire country's worth of kids uh, who would kill for this role. Find a kid who can sing the part again. Eight person, shows a week exactly. is hard. maybe he was tired and right. sick and all yeah, of yeah. these things, right? But like, if we paid four hundred dollars to be there, put it the understudy in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to see mediocrity at four hundred dollars. Right. I saw Phantom right? of the right. Opera on a Monday night in February. Oh my god! A, a few years back, because my friend was in it. He was understudy. He was going on, and the Christine was a half a note flat. And I'm <sighs> an opera singer in my background, and the whole show, I was like. I can't. I yeah. can't yeah. handle this right and then, now. And again, there are a million people who would yeah. kill to play that part. Like you know, like mix it up a little if you got it. Whatever the thing is, I don't. I just. I just. It's funny that we are here in the in the the the, the main church, the St. Peter's yeah. of theater here. You know, yeah. twenty blocks down that way. Yeah, and yet there's still bad performances. Yeah, it uh, happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. You know, <laughs> and it's, just, it's you know, and it's, it's like we saw a network. It's like. Brian Cranston was good, but like, and that Tatiana, what's her name? The yeah. woman from, uh, yeah. Aslani, Aslani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the hell? Like, Orphan Black. Orphan Black. And uh, we enjoyed Orphan Black. I thought she was amazing on that. Yeah. She just kind of yelled the whole time yeah. in her performance on this. Mm. It's just like, was that a direction choice? Was that her choice? But like, it didn't work. Yeah. Right. And I'm sitting in the seat going, really? Yeah. You're a really good actor. Like, mm. what is going on? Like, yeah. what happened? It's lightning in a bottle. People exactly. don't get it. It's yeah. so difficult to get right. all the pieces right and <sighs> to get them right. Like, we were asking our friend Eric. I, I, I said, as an actor, if I were in a long running show, I don't know that I could handle it. I was on Broadway for seven months with Labo M, and I was ready for it to be over. Yeah. And uh, and then we did it another four months in, in the Amundsen in, in, in Los Angeles, yeah. which was great, but it was like we had a little breather and then we did it again. I don't know how lifers do it. 
talk about doing the same thing oh. every night over and over and over again for years. Phantom has people yeah. in it from the get like twenty Co- years. Cody Strand, who is in uh, Book of Mormon right now, I went and shot him after mm-hmm. seeing him because he was so great, and yeah. he's been in it since twenty eleven. Oh, in the same role. And I said, how? I was like, there you. I said off the record. I was like, and this, sorry, off the record. I was like. <laughs> how can you sing in the same songs every night for mm. eight years? And he's mm. like, I was like, there has to be, you must be so sick of it. He's just like, no, he's just like, sometimes I don't like singing. I think man up. He's just like, I'm just not in the mood. Uh-huh. He's like, but all the rest of it, like I'm fine with. And I was like, you must be a special kind of person. Well, I yeah, think there are a lot of yeah, them that uh, are like yeah. that. Eric and those said, are the ones that stick around. Yeah. Eric said what feeds him is that the, the audience, audience is different every night. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we have to remember as yeah. performers. Like, our stage managers in Laboem were reminding us, they were like, remember, yeah. these people are new. Yeah. They haven't seen it before. They're paying a hundred and whatever plus to, to see it. You have to give the same performance. Yeah. It's, it's your job. Yeah. You know, you go to your job and you have to do it every day. And that's what we do. And that's our, that's our job. I mean, for me, it didn't work, but some people thrive on it. Yeah. And they to, could do to it To your for point, B.B. Uh, Newworth, I asked her what it's like to do these things. And she says, the worst is the traveling tours where you go into a town and you're doing Friday, two on Saturday and two on Sunday. Oof, yeah. And she's just like five, five shows days. in 48 hours yeah. or whatever it is. She's just like, that's killer. And then you get the guy in the front row who came just because his wife made him yeah. and he falls asleep before the show even starts. Yeah. <laughs> and you have this, uh, you know, the, the, I, I, you know, my favorite story, you know, cause people would say, you know, what's the, what's the weirdest thing that you've ever done you know, the, that the audience member has ever done. And I remember we were doing Handle With Care, which is Jason's play that I was in. And it was an intimate theater. And a guy came with a Subway sandwich and sat in the front <laughs> row the and theater? unfolded the sandwich <laughs> with, the paper, and with the paper and was eating it as if he was, I don't know, not even a movie. Like, you don't really do that in movie theater. You bring a Subway sandwich into a movie. But he just acted like we weren't real people that could see and hear yeah. him. And he was as close to me as you are. That's and insanity. it was just unbelievable. And people people do that. Yeah. There's a yeah, lot like, of people uh, that think that we can't hear them. Yeah. Or the phone. <laughs> yes. You know, the sure, phones, the phone thing, which sure. is like, I'm just going to cover it. So it just faces me. And I was like, douche. I yeah. can see you. I can yeah. see the light lighting up your face. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know that you're being bored right yeah. now. Those, those are difficult. Hours. Watch the thing. I know. Well, you bad. Like, have the experience and leave. It's. I mean, that's. I was at. Uh, seeing some band with my wife that she made me go see, and <laughs> the girl, the two people in front of us were holding their phones up the entire time, video taping the That's stage. so crazy to me. And I was like, what are you doing? Can you just have the goddamn experience of watching the band yeah. on stage? Are you really going to go back and watch the crappy audio version yes. of that? <laughs> but you, you can't even see. You know what? It's much better with the phone down. It's like, oh, you're getting, oh, you're no, getting actually, 3D. You're I getting better it sound. It was even worse. It was 20 seconds of each thing, Instagram story. Oh. Wait till the next song. 20 seconds of the thing, Instagram story. Uh, I was like, oh, for God's sake. It's crazy. No one cares that you're at the... LCD sound, whatever. Like, it well, no, doesn't no, so matter. The, the problem is people, people do, do people care. People do care. And they get all those likes and then that's they go, oh, old. that's why I got to do no, it. No, I get it. That's because we're old. Our, daughter, our daughter's phone right now, for whatever reason, the Instagram app isn't working on her phone. Like She's it, losing her last mind. Night, losing she, her mind. She's like, did you block me on Instagram? I was like, we don't have that power. No, I don't know what you're talking about. she was about. like, yes, it's parental control. I was like, honey, and I have we were like, things going on We were on like, to delete you. the app and re-download it. Turn off your phone, turn on your phone. Like, you know, all this sort of the standard thing. She's like, it's still not working. I don't know what to do. And I was like, it's going to be fine. Live in the real world for she 24 hours. She doesn't, she doesn't, she's literally I like can't. apoplectic. And I'm like, oh, 
That's strange. Yeah. See, that is really that, right. That's the kind of stuff that you think hopefully people will grow up. I mean, we were all obsessed with some random thing when we were in middle school. How old are your kids? Yeah. No kids. No kids. Oh, well then good. Good for you. You don't have to deal with this craziness, but you know, it's it's taken over. I'm I, that's my biggest concern for our future generations. Yeah. That this technology. But they were worried about your rock and rolls back yeah, in your days. So. Back in the right. days. But no, this is different. This is an addiction. Yeah. This is like putting uh, alcohol in front of them and saying, drink that. You'll yeah. be fine. And they are 11 and Little 10. Skinner and boxes in front of you all the time. It's, it changes it's, their brains is the, is the biggest yeah, problem. Apparently, I think that, that is also like, I know we have to wrap up, but like th- that is also an interesting thing about just attention. The whole idea of sitting down, at least with you're watching a TV or show, I'm just going to pause and go get some popcorn or go get a drink. Yeah. Can't do that in the theater. You're yeah. sitting there for an hour and a half. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Better in, for worse. Yeah. That's what yeah. I like about it. Like, yeah, I know. Force absolutely. you to like be quiet. And that's why I wonder how many people aggravating. don't go because of that. Like are oh. they're that deep in where yeah, they're just like, maybe. I just can't sit there for an hour well, that's and a half. Thing. You, and you what see if people, I have to pee? You see people in the audience and they're like checking their phone. And you know it's not because they're bored. It's literally a compulsion. Yeah. It's like they can't help themselves. It's or just, the worst part is when people just leave. You know, that what uh, I saw an actress, I forget. I think it was Kristen Milioti. I hope I'm, I'm not, uh, whatever. She was in a, some kind of musical in New York Theater Workshop, and she calls it the boing You know, she's like when people just leave their chair and the chair just goes, oh, like wow, that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, she, and she was like, yeah, we have some of those. Some of those people, the boing that are just like leave. They just leave. Because yeah. they don't like it. They don't like it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there also is an argument. I think to be I would made, rather like, than I would I would rather you leave than sit there sit there and check your phone or with your arms, or with your arms crossed and be an asshole the whole time. I'd rather they leave. Uh, the, we didn't have many walkouts. We didn't have no. We did not have that. I'm saying, you know, that's some that's some the people, other effect. Did she get that when she was doing Lazarus? Was that what it was? Yeah, the David Bowie thing. Yeah, 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 the, yeah. The other th- the other flip side of the like super popular thing, and you're supposed to like it, is the. Oh, I guess I'm supposed to give this a standing ovation because it's a big show that I spent a lot of money Aww, to come to. I feel, listen, I'm, I I'm on the other side of the debate on that. I feel the well, actors are always working their butts off. Absolutely. And I stand for them because I know how hard it is Fair from enough. an actor's I'm there. Where, where's your, where do you come down? I, I, I do what she does. I'm standing, I was like, that was hard and I know how hard it was for you to get here right. and do what you're doing. So I'm standing for them. I appreciate, no matter how... Right. I think Good you get that when players. you have a kid and they do like a, you know, a very lame, you know, ballet recital sure. and when they're yeah. four and you're like, yes, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, the effort that went into it and the yeah. concentration and, and now as, as a professional, you know, actors work hard Absolutely. and that's yeah, what I, I stand for. Right. Not I, everything is amazing. I right. agree. And in England, they don't stand for anything. Yeah. They're like, you have to give me the yeah. crown jewel for yeah. me to In Europe, they do the up. unison clapping too, which is a, yeah. like really yeah. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> We stand. Right. We saw something the other day, and it was like okay, but we stood because we were like, "You guys are working your butts off yeah. up there." Yeah, like, yeah, good yeah, job. yeah. I get it. I, I'm I'm coming around to the idea that like it's more for the performers than it is for the project. necessarily the project. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I appreciate yeah. them, and also because it's live, they can see us, especially yeah. in that small theater we were in. I'm like, we're literally making eye contact with yeah, these yeah, people. Yeah, they don't know yeah. who we are, but we're like, yay! Yeah. And and they and I know when I used to be an actor, I know. Hey, look! Those people stood up. That was great. You, they they sense that. They feel that. It just, it's like we used to. When we did, <laughs> we did um, theater at the actor studio. We would count how many hoots we got. Yeah. Remember that? Like when did you guys get go, a lot of Whoo! hoots? Yeah. <laughs> did you get hoots? <laughs> did you get hoots? That was the version of that was Facebook likes before Facebook. Yeah. This was yeah. two thousand and one. So this is before Facebook existed. Yeah. So we'd be like, "Did you guys get any hoots? We got a lot of hoots tonight. We didn't get any hoots yesterday. <laughs> all right, all right. We're gonna. How many hoots did you get? Well, we got tons of hoots. <laughs> yeah, it was all about hoots. Uh, but so I, you know, I, I, I appreciate how hard they work. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, uh, 
You guys have anything else you want to add? Was this worthwhile or this was is great? Fun? This uh, yeah. was did we, did we so fun. Talk enough about uh, we didn't everything? talk about you about enough. You well, I'll come back. And we'll do one about me. No, yeah, right. just specifically. This is, this is fun. Yeah, it was because I know you got to go. You got to go to. Oh, go he to has stuff. work, and I yeah. have a t- twenty thousand things to do. Okay, yeah. well, this was really we'll, fun. We'll, we'll 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 put this one out, and we'll, we'll do another one some other day. Yeah, and right. and if you can take my picture and make me look halfway decent, we're, no, we're totally going to take your picture. And I, and I will it's be funny, like, you know where I'm going today? Actually, right now, uh, it turns out the person that I'm shooting, who I didn't, is the uh, the guy who did the new arrangements for for Oklahoma. Oh wow! Oh, oh cool! Yeah, because we went and saw that you a couple saw it, weeks right? ago. And by the way, Is one last good? thing, guns on stage, Tricky. <sighs> the gun goes off, I think three or four times during this show. One of the times when the entire room is completely black. So you're not expecting it. Oof. And holy crap. Is well, that scary? They probably did it on purpose. Yeah. Oh, they do. Sure. I'm sure it's a thing, but like, Blank guns, blanks in a gun. Like that is that is really, really something. Those are actual blank, like a real blank. Oh wow! In that, in that theater, it's not that a pre-recorded in, sound. No, it's a blank in a gun. Yeah, and the the that's not a big theater. It's like you know, ten rows on either side, all the way around. You yeah, know, yeah, where yeah. is it? What theater Circle is it? Circle in the square. Uh-huh, is that the one? Uh-huh. It's not a big theater. So like you're. 40, 30 feet from it, no matter where you are in the room. Yep. And holy crap, it gives you a heart attack. Yeah, you know? I'm not you a fan of guns rush. in the room. It's very, it's very in, on, on the stage. Oh, but the, the arrangements stage. were really interesting. So I was like, oh, I should write this guy. And I wrote him and he's like, oh yeah, you know, I just, oh, that's I cool. had this one day. I'm like, yeah. So I'm going up to take his picture and we're oh, going nice. to, we're going to, we're going to chat. So like be interesting doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was definitely Thank you very so exciting. much. Is there anywhere, you guys have any social media or anything you want to plug? You want to do any of that stuff? Sure. I'll build a little intro. I'm Cone Charlotte uh, on Instagram. Okay. And then we have Church and State, The Play or Play? God, I never know. Uh, on Facebook? Church State Play on Twitter. At if, Church State Play uh, yes, on Twitter. but what are we on Facebook? I don't know. I think it's Church and State. If, if, if you Google you Church and State The Play, uh, all the, the website will come and up. Jason Odell Williams, O-D-E-L-L. Okay. Williams yeah. and, and Church and State, it will come up. Uh, I'm Charlotte dot com. I'm it's C O H N. It's yeah. the Danish Cohen. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, Danish Jew. There's five yeah. of us. And uh, what else do we have? What else do we if have? If somebody that's sees and is it reads about the play, sees like a scene, is just like, oh yeah, I want to perform this. Is all that on the website too? Of how to. You can buy the play, Um, and so uh, if you go to my website, jasonodellwilliams.com, you can see where to buy Handle With Care or Church and State or a a young adult novel I wrote, Um, and you can link to all those things and buy those things. Why is hot, Jason? Why is hot? It's actually, we're trying to figure out how to bring it back, because we wrote that in 2013, and it's about... um, what the lengths kids will do to get into college, and so now with this whole college admission scandal, we want to like add that little wrinkle to it. yeah, that's and we also turned that into a movie, into a screenplay. So we want to revisit that. Um, lots of stuff. There. Yeah, there's lots yeah. of stuff. You Google our names, and fun things will happen. <laughs> and magic will happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? What's your website? BillWadman.com. Yeah, is easy. W a d m a n. And uh, if you want to look at this daily thing that I'm doing, it's Wadman three six five on Instagram. It's did excellent. You, you His pictures are amazing. That whole, whole shebang is going to have a, a little a little reading thingy at the Cell Theater. Oh yeah, well, we do, do we know when that is? Yes, it's on. The you haven't even told 21st the actors yet. Twenty third. No, I know they'll find out soon. <laughs> Hello, actors. June twenty first and twenty third at the Cell Theater. Yeah. We're doing a reading of a new play about oh, climate that's change. That's the one about climate change. change. I want to yeah. come. Yeah, come. All right, we'll make that happen. We'll yes. email you when we know the times and stuff. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. All right, thank you guys. We'll talk to you. Soon. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Thanks, Bill. Thank 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 that was awesome. Yeah.